Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Tonto had been waiting for a long time in a small woodland camp. His tall masked friend, the Lone Ranger, had been expected for over an hour. It was with a feeling of relief that Tonto recognized the familiar hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The usual greeting froze on the Indian's lips when he saw the grim lines about the masked man's mouth and the dirt and brambles that clung to his clothing and the coat of silver. Oh, Silver, oh, easy, silly, big fellow, easy now. I see you brought supplies from town. Uh, that's right. Tonto, while you were there, did you hear any news of a manhunt? No. Oh, silver, plenty dirty. Mean brush. I'll help you in just a minute. Uh, you go through plenty rough country. Yes, I've gone through underbrush and brambles. Oh. Well, why do you ask about manhunt? Because there's a manhunt going on in this part of the country, and it's a big one. Oh, you see him? Well, three miles north of here, I saw a group of men approaching. I pulled off the trail before they saw me and kept out of sight until they passed. 
They were led by a deputy sheriff. Oh. Silver, I'm trying to get some of these brambles out of your hair. A few minutes later, I saw a second group of lawmen drew off the trail again. As I was coming through the woods, I heard hoofbeats approaching. Well, I stopped. Third posse passed within a few yards of me. Uh, you not let any lawmen see you? No, I didn't want to answer a lot of questions about my mask. Um, maybe you brushed Silver's mane too hard. Pull out hair. Oh, Silver never minded that. Take it easy, boy. You need cleaning up. Oh, easy, Silver. Easy. Stand still, fella. What's the matter with you? I... Is he trying to warn us of something? I not know. Maybe he'll give us... Oh. Over there, Kimasabi. See shotgun through bushes. Girl's voice. Don't either of you move. Both barrels of this gun are loaded with heavy shot. <laughs> We're not moving. You look as though you'd been through brambles up to your neck. I certainly have. You better let me take that shotgun before you hurt someone. No, you don't. Stand still. I wonder how big a reward is on your head. If you're manhunting for a reward, you'll be disappointed. Oh, no, I won't. It's not a reward I want. If you think I'm an outlaw... I saw you duck for cover near my house. Oh? You were mighty careful to dodge that posse. So you followed me. (laughs) Those lawmen weren't looking for me. I know that. Uh, You're not hoping for a reward, and you know I'm not the object of the manhunt. Yet you tore your skin and wrecked your clothes on brambles to follow me here. Because you're wanted by the law. You must be, or you wouldn't wear a mask and dodge a posse. Well, I can turn you over to the law, or I can let you go. That's up to you. Then I do get a choice. I need the help of a gunman, and you can win your freedom by giving it to me. I see. You know, young lady, there's a tear in your dress that really needs attention. Oh, I'll take that gun. Go! Give me that gun! Sorry! There. You. You made me take my eyes off you so you could grab the gun. Now it will be so much easier to talk to you. You said... You said my dress was torn Uh Please forgive me. You knew I'd take my eyes off you. It was a harmless trick. Harmless? If you only knew... I know you're desperately in need of help. Forget it. If you return the shotgun, I'll get out of here. Unload it if you're afraid I'll turn on you. No, I'll not unload it. I'll just lower the hammer so it won't go off accidentally. There you are. But please don't go. There's no use staying. If you want help... I can't afford to pay for it. You need a gunman? I... Well, I don't want anyone shot, if that's what you mean. Listen, mister. You said you weren't dodging the law. That's true. In that case, you wouldn't be afraid to collect a reward if you earned it. A reward? For the capture of the bank robbers. Well, that sounds interesting. Do you mind telling me your name? I'm Jane Carter. I suppose there's no use asking your name. If you wanted to be known, you wouldn't wear a mask. That's right. Well, the bank in town has been robbed. Everyone is looking for the robbers, and I'm the only one who knows how to find them. Why don't you give your information to the law? I don't dare. Someone in town who's very important must have told the robbers when and how to attack the bank. It might be the sheriff himself or one of his men. Will you help me? Why are you so interested in solving the robbery? Because so much depends on it. My father's life, for one thing. And everyone in town and on the ranches for miles around. They'll be practically penniless if the money isn't recovered. I see. Tell me one thing more. How do you know I'm not one of the robbers? My father saw them. He told me what they looked like. You must have had a plan in mind when you followed me here, determined to force me to help you. Yes, I do have a plan, and it's a good one. Oh? Tell me about it. 
First, I must tell you about the robbery. My father was the only customer in the bank at the time. He and the clerk were shot. The clerk was killed, but... But, Dad, he's still alive. He's wounded, but he got away from the robbers. And they know he's alive to identify them. Uh, where is he now? I'm not telling anyone. But I'm sure those thieves will be looking for him to... to kill him before he can describe them. What is your plan? I want you to come to our house and pose as my father. Oh, but how One I... bullet grazed my father's head. You could wear a lot of bandage. Then if you wore one of his bright red shirts, you'd look enough like him at a distance. Let's get started. You'll do it? We'll discuss the plans on the way to your home. Darkness had fallen by the time the Lone Ranger and Toto reached the girl's home a rambling one-story building on a well-kept ranch. Scout and Silver were put into a shed where there were several other horses. Then the masked man and the Indian followed Jane Carter into the house. After lighting a lamp, she produced a red shirt that belonged to her father and several rolls of bandage. I needn't tell you this might be dangerous. You seem quite sure that these bank robbers will come here to look for your father. Of course they will. They know he can identify them if he lives. You won't tell me where your father is? No, I'd rather not. Very well. Cover your head with the bandage and put on that red shirt. Then sit over there in father's favorite chair so you can be seen through the window. <laughs> An easy target for anyone who cares to shoot me. I warned you there'd be danger. You've got to take some risk if you expect rewards for capturing those bank robbers. Jane, let's get something straight. I'm not after any reward. You... You're not? I'm helping you because I want to see the stolen cash recovered. If all the people around here go broke, the development of the West will be set back many years. Moreover, if those crooks get away with a robbery in Hillsdale, they'll try the same thing somewhere else. Yes, but... But I don't understand. Why are you so interested in other people's losses or, or in the development of the country? A uh, showgirl, Silver Bullet, Kimasabi. Maybe that explains. Silver Bullet? I'm sometimes identified by bullets like... like this. Him... Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger? You mean to say you're... Oh, dear. And I held a shotgun on you. Why, I threatened to shoot you. Let's get on with your plan. But you can't help me. It's too dangerous. If anything were to happen to you... Oh, no. Todd no. and I have taken risks before. But I can't... Now, you want the Oslo's to think your father is sitting in this room, is that it? You expect them to try to kill him, either by coming to the house or firing through the window. I... I thought I might have men waiting in the darkness to catch the bank robbers when they come here. Uh, who would you get? You told me there was no one you could trust. There is one man. He couldn't come here and pose as my father, but but I know he'll send the right men to trap the bank robbers. Who is he? He's the most prominent man in town, Squire Turnbull. I see. Where is your father? He's in a safe place. I... Well, I guess I can tell you... He's in this house in the cyclone cellar. Very well. Go to the square with your plan. Not and I'll fix things here. The Lone Ranger stood watch while Toto saddled Jane's horse. When the girl had ridden away in the darkness, the masked man and his Indian companion rigged a dummy in a dimly lighted corner of the room. To anyone looking from a distance through the window, it resembled a man who wore a red shirt and whose head was swathed in bandage. Soon after the stage had been set, 
Three men moved on foot near the Carter house. Now, I'd say you that... shut up, the... Gimp. It's not for you to say. Grider's the boss, and he gives the orders. Jake, sometimes you talk good sense. Why, if it hadn't have been for you, Grider, the posse would have had us before now. Yeah, and where would you two be? You'd be in jail, waiting trial, and hanging. I was only going to say that after tonight, we'd be in the clear. That depends on how well you can follow orders, Gimp. Me? Yeah, you. Jake and I did most of the work at the bank. I did my part. You didn't finish your part. You left a witness who can hang all three of us. But Grider, Jake I could... got the cash in the bank and I got the clerk. If you'd gotten Carter, we'd be in the clear. I tried, but well, I... Well, he got away. So you're elected to finish it. Well, we better keep our voices down. We're getting close to the house. That's a good idea, Jake. Well, what do you want me to do, boss? Hey, wait. Look at I think I see him. Oh, it's hard to tell. Not much light in that room. Isn't that someone in the corner wearing a red shirt? Hmm? Well, it looks like it. Yeah, sure it is. There's a bandage on his head. We'll wait here, Gimp. It's your move. We could bill him from here. You had a crack at him at ten feet and you missed killing him. Now you want to try from a hundred feet. Well, I'll go did. right up to the house. Tap on the door. Either Carter or his daughter will answer it. As soon as it's open, you fire. We'll stand here and cover you. But if the girl opens the door... We'll we take have... care of her. You shoot Carter. Be sure it's permanent. I don't see why all three of us can't go up Don't argue with me. You want to cut of the bank money, you get Carter. We can't take a chance on having them describe us. It's pure luck he hasn't already told the sheriff what we look like. What are you waiting for, Gimp? You've got your orders. Get going. I'm gone. Still don't see why I should do this job alone. Gimp's got something there, you know it, Grady? What do you mean, Jake? You teaching him a lesson by sending him on that six-gun move alone? Any lessons Gimp gets now will do him precious little good. Get your gun out, Jake. For what? We don't need Gimp anymore. Besides, he's dangerous to us. If he gets a pocket full of money, he'll start free spending. He'll be questioned. He'll squeal. That's the sort of coyote he is. I get it. We'll move forward a little bit and keep a close watch. As soon as Gimp shoots Carter, we'll shoot Gimp. Savvy? I savvy. He's at the door. All right, now get ready. He's rapping. It won't be long now. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue. One of the three bank robbers held a gun in one hand while with the other he rapped on the door of the Carter Ranch House. He didn't suspect that his pals, concealed in the darkness less than a hundred feet away, were ready to shoot him as soon as he had killed John Carter, the only eyewitness to the robbery. Inside the house, the Lone Ranger and Tonto had rigged a dummy. The masked man spoke softly to Tonto. Stand ready, Tonto. This may be it. Ah. Me wonder if girl get Muller to wait outside. I can't tell. It's too dark to see. Who is it? Open up, Carter. Got a message for you. Uh-huh. You think you caught her? The door's unlocked. Walk in. The Lone Ranger and Tonto stood back from the door as Gimp pushed it inward slowly until he could see the dimly lighted figure in the far corner. He fired from the hip. Both shots streaked across the room, thudding into the pillow that filled the red flannel shirt. And then, as if an echo, other guns barked nearby. Hold your fire out there! Gimp was hammered off his feet by the impact of the heavy bullets. He fell into the room and lay motionless. Them fellas girls, Sam. Why them shoot? See if there's anything you can do for this man, Toto. I'll go out and find out why those men were so handy with their guns. Jake and Grider were surprised to see a tall man outlined against the lighted doorway. Who's he, Grider? How do I know? That's not Carter. Stay where you are. I want to talk to you. What do we do, boss? Make a run for the horses or drill that man? Keep your gun handy. Well, where do we see who he is and what he wants? Did the squire tell you to kill that man? He's speaking of the squire. Why didn't you hold your fire until you saw him? We did. Who are you? Didn't the squire tell you? No. What were you doing in that house? Tell me one thing. Did the squire send you here? Yeah. Hey, is that a mask on your face? Yes. Who are you anyway? Squire Turnbull must know who I am. Maybe we better go and see the squire. He didn't tell us anything about you. No, not a word. You say he knew you were in that house. He should have. My being there was part of the plan to catch the bank robbers when they came to kill Carter. Oh, I see. So that's it. If you two hadn't shot him, we might have been able to make that man talk and name his pals. We better go and see the squire right away. It might be better if we return to the house. There's just a chance the man you shot is still alive. Mighty small chance of that. We'll go to the squire. Well, I think I that... said we'll call on the squire. You're ready to back that with a gun, huh? Turnbull didn't tell us anything about you, mister. And that mask makes me downright suspicious. Now, are you going peaceable to the squire's house, or do we have a six-gun showdown right here? My horse is in the shed behind the house. Ours are over yonder among the trees. Let's get yours first. Then we'll get ours and see what Turnbull says about you. Ryder couldn't fully understand the situation, but he realized that the masked man was in some way involved in a plan to expose the robbers of the bank. The Lone Ranger, on the other hand, believed that the two men were on his side of the law, and that Squire Turnbull and Jane Carter would quickly straighten out the situation. He didn't suspect that the Squire himself was the author of the bank robbery. And neither did Jane Carter, who had implicit faith in the dignified fat man, who looked at her across a massive desk in his home. Squire Turnbull, we've been waiting a long time. Those men should be at our house by now. Patience, my dear patience. They'll be here presently, and I'll send them directly to your home. You said that half an hour ago. Yes, yes, I know. Can't you find someone else to send there? If the bank robbers arrive before we have men in hiding awaiting them, the, the masked man might be killed. Well, uh, tell me more about that masked man, Jane. You say he's the Lone Ranger? Yes. Are you sure? Oh, yes. 
He showed me a silver bullet, and he called his horse Silver. I hope you've made no mistake. I'm sure I've made no mistake. It would be possible for one of the bank robbers to disguise himself with a mask and uh, pose as the Lone Ranger. Oh, he's not one of the three who robbed the bank. I know that. Father described the thieves. Well, perhaps your father didn't get a good look at the robbers. But he did. He had a very good look at them. Hmm. You know, Jane, you're a strange girl. You put such trust in a mask, man, yet you refuse to take the sheriff into your confidence. What's strange about that? Uh, the sheriff represents the law. It's his duty to track down these murdering thieves who killed the bank clerk and tried to kill your father. You could aid him greatly by telling him your father can describe the crooks and letting him talk to your father. And yet, I uh, told the sheriff my father couldn't be disturbed. Why don't you trust the sheriff? Oh, I do wish your men would get here. Why don't you trust the sheriff? Squire Turnbull, those robbers had inside information. They knew the banker would be out of town, that the clerk would be alone. They had a key to the rear door. They knew exactly where the paper money was stolen. It's true, my dear, but it was no secret that the banker would be away for a couple of days. As uh, for the key, it wouldn't be too difficult to get a key to fit the door. The sheriff has a key. It would be easier to borrow his than to get another. But frankly, I, I think you've made a mistake. The sheriff is a good man. <laughs> you have as much reason to suspect me. Why, you're the only man in town I really trust. You... I hear someone. Maybe your men. Well, let us hope so. Yes, come in. Hi, Squire. Look who's here. Masked. Good evening, Squire Turnbull. You here? Go right in, mister. Boss, you'd better let me talk first. This hombre was in the house with Carter. Yes, I know. Miss Carter told me about him. He said you'd know about him. Squire Turnbull, have these men already been to my house? Hey, great, um, What happened at the house? Gibb went to the house and shot Carter. Oh. We shot Gibb so we wouldn't have to split with What's him. What's that? Hold it. My gun's at your back. Don't move your hands. Squire, that means... Don't move, Jane. Put down that gun. This is quite a surprise, eh, Jane? You... You and these men. And all the time I thought the sheriff was the one... Be quiet. I'd like to be... Steady, don't jump like that again. Good. Take the masked man's gun. Right. Keep cover, Jake. I got him. Pretty fine shooting irons. You know, Squire, we couldn't figure the masked man out. We shot Gimp and this fella came running from the house demanding to know why we killed Gimp. Seemed to know that you'd sent us to the house... But he talked like he was on the side of the law. Well, he thought I'd sent you at the girl's request in the hope of trapping the bank robber. Oh, so that's it. Well, we didn't tip our hand. We told him we'd better come here so we could all see you. He came peaceful because he thought we were all on the side of the law. What'll we do, Squire? Gun him? Unfortunately, both he and the girl will have to die. How about taking off that mask, huh? I'd like to see who the critter is. I can tell you who he is. But I confess I'm curious to see his face. Unmask him and take him outside and shoot him. No, no, you can't shoot him. You... No. You... Oh, one moment. Before you remove this mask, there's something I should tell you. Well, speak fast. Even though you kill both Jane and me, you'll not be in the clear. Carter is still alive. Oh. What? He isn't, boss. He can't be alive. We saw Gimp shoot twice at point-blank range. Gimp fired at a dummy. A dummy? You blithering fools. Furthermore, you can't even find Carter. He's hidden. He's going to give the sheriff a complete description of the men who robbed the bank. 
How do you like that, Squire Turnbull? We'll take care of him, boss. We'll get Carter. You two are going to be caught by the law, and the charge will be murder. Maybe if you squeal and name the squire as your accomplice, you'll avoid the hangman's rope. Think that over. And you think about it too, Squire Turnbull. We won't squeal, boss. Don't worry about that. And Carter won't get a chance to go to the law. We'll get Carter. You'll have to find him. Are you trying to stall for time? No, I just wanted to give you something to think about. All right, then. I'll take off your mask before we move you outside and shoot you with your own guns. There's uh, one thing more I'd like to say. This is for Jake's special benefit. The Lone Ranger had a very definite reason for giving the men in the room something to think about and for arousing their curiosity. Jake had been holding a gun at the masked man's back, but for an instant he forgot the gun. The masked man turned casually toward Jake, then suddenly exploded into violent action. Arm had swung with lightning speed, and the edge of his hand cracked against Jake's wrist. Jake's hand went numb. The gun fell from his fingers. In a split second, the masked man turned and jabbed a fist to Grider's stomach. Squire Turnbull swung his gun from Jane and squeezed the trigger as the Lone Ranger threw himself to one side. Jane, too, was in action, forgetting her personal danger, thinking only of the masked man whose life must be saved at any cost. She dived across the desk and grabbed Squire Turnbull's gun arm. I'll kill you for this. I'll kill you. You mean let go. Get away, you little fool. This is for you, Grider. While Turnbull tried to throw the girl aside, the masked man shot a smashing blow to Grider's chin, then kicked as Jake reached to pick up his fallen gun. No, you don't. Then in an instant, the masked man had his own cold peacemaker. That does it. Stand over there, both of you. Drop that gun, Turnbull. Drop it. Now, Jane, let his arm go. He he was going to shoot you. Stand up, Turnbull. Over there against the wall with your two pals. Blundering, stupid, slow-thinking fools. I should have known better than to count on men like you. Oh, my chin. Be your neck before the law is through. The door. Oh, it's Tonto. Come in, Tonto. You're just in time. What's going on in here? Oh, I see you've got things under control. Here, Sheriff, with posse. I mean, Sheriff, there's a lot to tell you. There's precious little I don't know. Squire Turnbull, I'm surprised at you. Jake and Grider won't look out of place in jail, but it'll be downright strange to see you there. Yes, Sheriff, wait, listen to me. Let me explain. There's nothing to explain. Put the handcuffs on them, boys. Sheriff, here, gunplay at Carter House. And come there with posse. Wounded fellow talked before him died. The man called Gimp? Ah. He was pretty sore at being double-crossed by his pals, so he talked his head off. He even told us about the squire. And he told us where the stolen cash was hidden. Well, in that case, Tonto, there's nothing more for us to do. We're mighty obliged to you, mister. I'd like to offer you a reward, oh, but... Sheriff, you wouldn't take it. No, Sheriff. We have no use for a reward. Adios. 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 Oh, that mask man. But I hadn't been for Turnbull, him. Well, you said you knew who he was. Yes, I know. And I was fool enough to think that three armed men could handle him. <laughs> Looks like you were wrong, eh, Squire? Yes, I was wrong. Well, who is he? He's the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's drama was written by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.